God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. We're fresh off inviting men into our safe space, and I'm glad we did. And it sounds like you all were glad that we did, too, because I saw the comments and the socials. You all loved hearing from the men. So we're not doing that again. This is March. It's Women's History Month. And all month long, we're going to be talking about revolutionary power. Revolutionary power is not necessarily the type of power that makes us always feel strong and courageous, but it's knowing that we're reaching for something more meaningful and powerful. That is exactly what Alexis Sky is doing. She is a love and hip hop alum and... She's also a woman on a journey of evolving. I am so honored that she chose Woman Evolve to share her heart, her scars, and her hopes with. Make room and make space in your world for Alexis Sky. This is a version of her you have not met yet. Okay, so for Woman Evolve, each month we have a word of the month. So this year, 2022, is the year of the revolution. And for March, which is Women's History Month, we're talking about revolutionary power. And I feel like this is such an interesting subject because women often find power in things that drain them or power in things that feel superficial. And it takes a lot of intentionality to come to a place where you desire or hunger authentic power that isn't shaken, that isn't ego or pride, but feels like confidence and humility. It's this dance. How would you define power? I would define power just pretty much on how you make it and how you use it. My power, I feel like, I don't, I feel like God gave me um, a gift and um, I didn't really know my purpose. And I realized after a while, I just kept doing the same things. And I'm like, okay, what is it? Why am I this girl? Why am I Alexis? Guy? <clears throat> what is my power? And I realized my power is to help other young women that look up to me. They don't know my story, but help them get through self-confidence, just self-worth, loving on themselves. And I realized that power now. So that's what I mean by like defi- uh, defining the power. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. No, no, it's fine. But um, so I just realized my power now. I didn't realize how powerful I am and how much people I touch just by speaking to them with my story. So that's what I mean by power. Alexis, you are so beautiful. And I think like on the outside looking in, I think most girls are like, she she's bomb. Like she got everything I'm in the gym trying to get. She's got goals. It seems like she's moving towards this career. And yet you say you just found your power, your sense of identity. So I want to ask you, you know, because this is woman evolve. So like we're, we're all women on a journey evolving. Who were you before? Like, what did you think your power was in? Uh, so I think, to be honest, I'm going to be all the way real. I Becoming Alexis Sky, it was so much that came with it. I didn't know, like, people were booking me for events, and 
I'm just known as like the sexy sex symbol. And I just was so tired of being known as that girl because it's so much more to me than mm. just standing in a club, being sexy, taking pictures. Like I have a story behind me. I'm, I've, I'm human. I'm just like everybody else. I bleed. I have pain. Like, and I just felt like I got so tired of like being known as that person. So I just like really just need to get in tune with myself and who I really am and really let people know there's another side of me. So that's the journey that I'm on now with people seeing this other side, other than being half naked on Instagram or being in a club like there. I'm a woman. I'm a mother. I want to be a wife. I'm just like everybody else. But not saying unfortunately because Alexis guy made me who I am today. Yeah. It's just that so many people got to see me in a different light and this is who I am. And it's kind of hard once you have that like um, label put on you. It's more so like, oh, it's Alexis guy. She's just an uh, IG girl. Like I'm more than an IG girl. So. Oh, there are like so many different things I want to talk about because I yeah, feel like. It's just so, <laughs> and it's, you, you know what I'm like, I feel like right now. I let Instagram overtake my mindset. I let Instagram mm. control when I wake up. I let, I let it affect me so many different ways. I will wake up and be scared if I'm being a blog today yeah. or somebody's going to be attacking me or my daughter. Instagram has literally like controlled me like a robot. And I had to really just take a break from social media and do a cleanse because at that point I was allowing them to win. You know what yeah. I mean? And so once I realized, listen, I got to get up and not care what these people think and be who I am. And that's what I'm doing every day. And now they're looking at me like, oh, my God, this is new Alexis. No, you guys are not understanding the path I am. This is always Alexis, but this wow. is you guys never accepted it. OK, so I'm going to give you a multiple choice. You get to pick which question you answer. Okay. I, I either want to know. Who is Alexis Sky, the version that no one gets to see? What is this story? You keep saying, I have a story. What is your story? Or I want you to talk about shedding the skin of who you used to be and living boldly in who you are now. Multiple choice. You get to choose. Okay. I choose um, the last one. Okay. So the skin that I'm shedding right now. So the old Alexis, I will say, um, like I said, I used to party a lot. I used to smoke. I used to drink. I used to just be dating and just doing things like I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Not living the right the right path. And um, I just started realizing, like, God, wipe me clean. Wipe mm. me clean. Because I wasn't living in his purpose. I wasn't living the right way. I lost everything to my businesses to the point where I was at rock bottom and I had to stop and think like sometimes we take things for granted and we don't realize it like I'm having all these bags and this jewelry and this and that but yeah the money's coming in but it's not clean money and that's why I'm not being blessed because of all the dirty money that I'm collecting so I had to stop and think it, he was just grabbing left to right to the point where I was just like I had nothing left and I, I didn't even have me left I was just what is happening so that moment I stopped, I prayed, I asked God, like, what is it that I'm doing? And he spoke to me and he said, you have to remove, remove everybody. So I had to remove friends, family members, just, just environments. And I started removing and he started replacing what better. Wow. And it changed me as a person. So every day I might've lost this, but something else better came into my life. So I would say maybe October, maybe October, that's when everything really hit me. I suffered a real real bad depression. I was eating. I gained like 15 pounds. I just wanted to give up. I didn't care no more. 
didn't want to do anything. But I knew I had a daughter and I knew I couldn't give up on her. So at that moment, I was like, you know what, Alexis, I need to get this myself together. I just started praying, praying, praying. I lost all my businesses. And at this point, I'm like, what do I have left? God, what is my purpose? What is? What do you want me to do? Like, I, I felt lost. I didn't know what to do anymore. But all these people, I get on Instagram all day and they praise me. And they don't even realize what I'm going through or what mm-hmm. I'm feeling or what direction. I, I'm lost just like you. But you guys, I keep it together for you guys because y'all think this is what I have to do every day in order to be Alexis Sky. So at that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm about to just be who I really am. I'm about to let the world know who I really am. I'm tired of pretending. I'm tired of hiding behind this. And I just went for everything I wanted. I started manifesting. I started praying. I asked God to, you know, you never, God is a selfish God. You can't pray for the man. You have to ask God to send the right man in your life. So I started praying. I asked him to send me the right man. I asked him to put me on the right path. And everything just started flowing into my life the right way. Um, I'm still currently hosting events, but I'm slowly getting out of that. Um, and I think he gave me a power in a woman's brunch. So mm-hmm. instead of me having to go to the clubs to host, I'm now going to be doing brunches, helping women uh, love on themselves, self, you know, self love and mental mental health is super big. You know, I suffered from depression. So yeah. there's a lot of women that suffer from all these things. So I just want to be able to help every woman that I can. So this is where I'm at with everything now. So now this is the new Alexis. <laughs> um, I'm still Alexis. I'm just in a whole different path. Okay. So I kind of lied to you because I said it was multiple choice, but maybe I should have <laughs> said you just get to choose which order you answer them in because <laughs> I want to know. I want to know about the scars. I want to know about who you were before we knew Alexis guy. I want to know about those things that you don't want to share because let me tell you, that's where all the power is. That's where... Uh, let okay. me just say this, um, because I, I yeah, oh yeah, girl, that's what we came to do. This woman evolved. We came to go deep. Uh-huh. I'm going to go deep right. with you. I'm not going to leave you out there by yourself. I'm going to make sure that there's a floaty within reach. But I, I want to say this. Um, I think part of the reason that I've been able to connect with so many different women is because I told the ugly truth and Nothing changes. Oh, no. Someone told me this. What's from the heart reaches the heart. And it's one thing to want something and to believe in it. And it's another to really walk it out. And I know that you have walked it out. But if we're going to go grab those girls who are still on that journey, we got to go back and find our own steps. So what's your story? Okay, so I'll start. Um, I left home at 15. Wow. 15, 16 years old, I was runaway. Um, home was here. my mom, my dad, my grandmother. My what mom, was home? Okay. My mom and my grandmother. Um, around, I would say I was turning around 16. Um, I had a great family, um, all of women. My mom was a single mother. She worked. Uh, she took care of us. She was an amazing mom. I just was rebellious. Um, mm. She was. She worked overnight. You know, she didn't really like, not saying she didn't have the time. She was just providing for us as a mother should. Um, but I just was rebellious and I ran out into the streets of Atlanta and, um, I got caught up in a lot of things that, you know, could have took my life. I was kidnapped. Um, so, and I was held hostage by my will and, um, I was part of a human trafficking. So I was sold off to certain people at a time. Um, I actually had a book written about it. 
But um, I didn't really think people took me serious because they were like, you're lying. And I was so scared to like even open up about that story. And I, I wanted to just help younger girls because I was in the club dancing at a young, at underage, um, you know, being sought off different men and being raped and, you know, humiliated at a young age. So that happened. Um, and then I started dancing and that became my life because that's all I knew. That's what I was taught. You know what I mean? That's all I knew. And my parents didn't know what was going on because I was just gone. You know what I mean? They didn't know. They reached out. They tried to find me, but they couldn't. Um, so that was in the beginning stage of my life. Um, and then, like I said, I danced for about three years and I got sucked up in that life. Um, like drugs, alcohol, pimps. It was just so much happening. And I just was, I was just broken. I was a broken soul. I was just completely broken. Um, and then I met a dude and he took me out the club. Um, he kind of changed my life. And, um, I feel like that part of my past has affected me through everything else. Because at that point it was just like, I'm so used to all these men just like taking and using and abusing that I would just go back to the same type of dude. So it just became a pattern in my life, literally. Mm. Same type of dudes. It, it Toxic and abusive. If it wasn't one thing, I was in another situation getting beyond. It's that. So I went through that for years of my life. Um, and then I had my beautiful daughter. Um, and I was in L.A. I had my beautiful daughter. I had her at five months. Um, I was, she was 24 weeks. She was one pound, four ounces. Um, I almost died having her. She was, um, she's really my miracle. She's yes. a miracle baby. Doctors told me she wasn't going to walk. She wasn't going to talk. She wasn't going to do anything. And my daughter is doing everything. And at that very moment, that's when I knew, I never, it's not that I didn't believe in God, but that's when I knew who God, I knew God was real. Yeah. I wasn't into God like I should have been. But when I got on my knees and prayed, when the doctors told me she stopped breathing, I prayed and I cried and I screamed out to him. And I realized, you know, there's a God. And um, at that very moment, I got connected. Um, like I said, the doctors told me she wasn't going to do all these things. I was just in fear. Like, what did I do to deserve this? And what did she do to deserve, deserve this? And um, she started walking. She started talking. Um, she's talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and all this was through prayer. And um, but even at that moment, yes, I did get connected with God. But here I am still living this life that I shouldn't be living. I'm still doing the same thing. So it just became a repeating cycle for me. And I'm just going after relationship after relationship after relationship after relationship. And I'm trying to figure out what is wrong with me. Like, am I like, I don't know what's wrong. Am I not healed? Am I not? Did I not let go of the past? So um. I feel like where I'm at now, um, I don't want to say I'm 100% healed because I'll be lying to myself. I feel like I still have a lot of past traumatic things that I'm holding on to, but I'm trying to heal in every way possible. But that is pretty much my story from the beginning to now. I probably left out a little bit of parts to it, but it gets deeper. Becoming healthy and understanding the why behind certain food choices is an approach that I think we all need. 
Thanks to Noom, Wade's cognitive approach, myself and many others are regaining our confidence and our ability to be more mindful of our habits while aiming to build long-term patterns that we can sustain. Come on, somebody, because ain't nobody got time for the up and down weight loss. With the tools I've learned from Noom, I shop for groceries differently, and I've noticed a healthy difference in the food choices when I'm stressed. Start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your free trial at Noom.com slash Evolve. I think you'll love how easy it is to use their app to track your progress and the flexibility of the Noom Weight Program. Stop waiting and sign up today. That's N-O-O-M.com slash Evolve to start your free trial today. You're like me in that when someone asks me my story, my initial thing is to like tell them, okay, I got pregnant when I was 13 years old. Cause I feel like people want to know, like, when did your life get off track? And I've been doing a lot of inner work to really come to a place where I understand like my story didn't begin where the trauma met me. My story didn't begin where the pain invaded my soul. And I think that when you've been marked by trauma, that you find yourself identifying with the trauma and not realizing you were a person before then. Do you think that you've been able to reconcile with why you left the house at 15 and this isn't from a place of judgment because I and I'm going to share so I'm in therapy like you know most I think everybody's in therapy these days especially after the pandemic but my therapist takes me on this journey and she was like I want you to go back to when you were 13 and I'm like "Eh." okay and she's like I want you to tell me like what would you say to that girl and, you know, who feels like she lost her innocence, who feels like something happened to her, happened to her that she can never recover from? And I, w- I was like, I would tell her, you know, you're going to be OK. You'll be fine. Everything's going to work out, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, but can you tell her that her innocence has not been lost? And I was like, no, because it has been. And she says, and until you can see that it hasn't been, you're going to always be unhealed. You're going to always be penalizing yourself for that moment. So I went on this whole journey and basically recounted who I was before I got pregnant and realized like I was super angry as a kid. I was angry for a lot of reasons, but I think the majority of them was like our life changed overnight. I felt like I lost my parents overnight to this like ministry and church that was bigger than us. And like, yes, they were providing and yes, they were changing the world. But I felt like I lost my identity and I was really angry about that. I think that's why I ended up loving hip hop culture and rap music because so much of it was filled with anger. And that's how I felt. And when I could see how angry I was, I was able to have more compassion for why I ended up pregnant because at the end of the day, I was looking for something to help me feel better. So I say all of that to say, have you been able to do that type of work within your own life yet? To go back to the reason why I left, I, I, that's a good question because I don't, I didn't have a reason to leave. I think, um, I think I was lacking something with my mom. I think my mom and I were lacking maybe communication. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I had no, I just, I just wanted to be grown. Yeah. You know, I was I was seeing music videos. I was seeing movies. I just wanted to be grown. And once I got a taste of it, I didn't stop. And it was just like, you know, I would sneak out. It started from me sneaking out. 
going to the clubs, sneaking in the clubs. And I was just like, my God, this, you know, my mom, we lived in the suburbs of Atlanta. So I lived 40 minutes out of the city. So I'm in by the farms and the cows and the pigs. But, <laughs> you know, going to Atlanta where everything's at, I'm like, oh, this is what life's really about. And I left and I just, I just wanted freedom and I wanted to be free. And um, so I really don't, I didn't have a reason. That's why, you know, my message for young girls is like, like cherish the moments with your parents. Don't rush leaving home. If I had, if I can go back, I would stay home until I was 21. Honey, honey. I would would not rush to leave home. I wish I could go back and it would have saved me from a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing out in these streets. So like when I, and I try not to go to strip clubs because it it makes me very uncomfortable because I know what's going on. I know what's happening. And I have like a sister, not a real sister, but a little girl that I call a sister that I know that's in the club. And when I look at her, I see me. And it's just like, it's so crazy because like, I didn't know I was that person and I'm watching and I see it. And it's just like, if I had to stop it, I wish I can just go to those clubs, wipe them clean, get those girls up out of there. Because it's just, it's that road, it's a dark road that yeah. you don't want to go down, especially in Atlanta. I think about that because, you know, I used to waitress at a strip club and I think about all the time how me like walking to the car by myself, being out there at night, like how how much grace was following me even in my own folly. And, you know, I think sometimes we make it seem like a person has to do a lot of work to get back in relationship with God. But the truth is that God is with us no matter where we are. We're just focused on different things. And I think the evidence of God being with us is in the protection that we experienced when we were really out here doing our own thing. And it sounds like you're coming to a place where you are embracing and accepting that regardless of what you've gone through that your life still has value and still has purpose and can be used to serve someone else that feels like you're coming to this place of like being able to serve other people is that yeah yeah Yeah, I want to um actually like one of the projects that you know it's been on my mind heavy I don't really know how I'm gonna start it but I want to create a sky house for women um, that are being pimped or are being abused or are in toxic situations that, you know, they need to come somewhere to heal and we get them together. So that's something I want to definitely do to help other women. Um, it's just, like I said, um, I think I need to just heal myself first and get on the right path and the right journey. And then I'll be able to help others because I can't help others when I'm not fully all the way right. You know, how will you know when you're healed? I, I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm going through now. I know I'm not fully healed yet. Mm-hmm. I won't lie to myself. There's still some things I need to work on within myself. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I need to go to counseling. Maybe I need to release. I think releasing is one of the biggest things of healing is letting it go. I've held my story in for so long. And then when I did, you know, let it be told to the world, it was like they made a joke about it and they, they clowned me for it. And it kind of made me not ever want to speak on what I went through. So it's like, all right, well, y'all don't care what happened to me anyway. So I might as well continue being this girl and being this vixen and because y'all don't care. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I want my story to be told the right way and I want to be able to help the right way. Oh, that gave me chills when you said that. If you tell your story to a certain group of people, friends, family, the public, and it makes you feel inadequate or it makes you feel like your story isn't valuable, your immediate inclination is to protect yourself. Like, I'm not going to do that again. But I want to challenge you and maybe someone else who's listening to to really comprehend and understand this 
concept that if you told your story to someone and they discarded it, then that story wasn't for them. But that doesn't mean that your story doesn't have value. And Alexis, I believe that you are telling your story to the right people. Like I know Woman Evolve. I know the women connected to this movement. And so many of them want to tell their story. They want to talk about sexual abuse they experienced as a child. They want to talk about going to school and having these dreams, dreams or stories that are laughable to other people. But are there truth? And I feel like you even just sharing right now is going to give them courage to do the same thing. But I just want you to know that there is a space for your voice. There is a space for your story. I don't care who laughed at it in the past. I don't care how many comments there were in the past. Like those one, because I know you're like, if your page is like mine, there's like people who say things and then there's that one comment that's like, thank you for doing this. But all we hear is the negative stuff. I am telling oh you, God. that's yes. it. That's it. <laughs> that goes back to show how I've allowed social media to like control me like a robot because it's like I might post something positive and I might get 50 likes, but yeah. I might post something sexual and like they, I get a million likes, you know what I'm saying? And in the comments, all I read is the negative and I have to stop reading the negative focus on the positive people are saying about me. Something I definitely am trying to work on as far as like media and Instagram. There's something about this spring that has convinced us to get rid of everything. Us shoppers love it because we get to finally buy items we've been eyeing while taking advantage of the seasonal sales and us business owners, we love it because the sales allow us to make space for new inventory. Even with the influx of sales, none of us using ShipStation have to worry about high shipping costs. We make ship happen with Shop Woman Evolve and I love how easy it is for us to find carriers that have deeply discounted shipping rates. Ship more and less time with ShipStation. Use my offer code EVOLVE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and type EVOLVE. I feel like God's positioning you to be a front runner in a change that has to take place in our culture. I think we have pushed the limits to the extreme of liberation and sexuality. And like, I think we've pushed it to the extreme. I think the pendulum went from women just being restricted and couldn't be sexual at all to like, okay, now we're going to be overly sexual. We're going to put it all out there. And I feel like the pendulum has to find a place in the middle. The only thing about when it swings into the middle is that the front part of that pendulum gets to the middle first and it feels like you're moving into the middle and you just don't realize that there is so many other people who are going to be coming right behind you to find that middle ground too and I feel like I just I don't know I just hear Moses that like God's pulling you out of it so that you can heal and regroup and regather but he's going to call you back to it and when God calls you back to it it's going to be as someone who's carrying the power of of liberation, the power of being able to deliver, and you're going to have the the scars and the testimony to in the anointing. I want to emphasize that and underscore the anointing to help a generation really find authenticity and power that is literally revolutionary for themselves and and for everyone connected to them. Does that resonate with you? Yes. Yeah. I you're, felt that one. You're called, and I don't know if you've ever been affirmed in that, 
but mm-hmm. you are you are called. I don't believe that there is one person on the earth who cannot be used for God's glory. And yet I realized like my own story, like your story, that sometimes we go through these situations and circumstances and end up feeling like, you know what, I'm going to leave that to the other people. <laughs> I'm going to let someone else do that. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And I just want to come up against any seeds, any thoughts that exist in your mind that would make you believe that you are not good enough or that your story doesn't matter and that your life doesn't matter because Alexis, you're going to reach more people than I ever could. (laughs) You're going to help people who would never listen to my word, never listen to my message. And literally the kingdom of heaven needs Alexis Sky, everything that she's gone through, all of the things you've shared and haven't shared in order to wrap your arms around those girls. So if one of those girls are listening right now and they don't believe in their worth and they don't believe in their value, they don't believe that their story matters. What would this Alexis guy say to them? I would tell them never to give up on anything that they want to do. Don't allow one person in the room to stop your dream. Just keep going and to just get closer to God and pray and go. Yeah. No matter how many times you get knocked down, you get knocked down four times, come back up four times. So, What's your dream for your life? My dream my life right now is, like I said, I just want to help the woman. I see myself helping open the gates and opening my arms to other women. And um, just, that's the journey I'm on right now. Yeah, I love that. I I, it's crazy because I said to myself, well, what do I want to be? Like, what do I want to do? And I had to really ask, like, what is my purpose? I'm, I'm more than just Alexis Sky. I'm more than just a host. So I want to be able to help. That's my calling. and That's my purpose. And I figured out what my purpose was, and that's to help other people. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. So I'm going to start with my brunches, start there. And eventually I can open up the Sky House and keep going from there. And hopefully get into some movies, get into some acting. Hey. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Now you already know that I love the folks at Skillshare. Their commitment to expanding our knowledge, purposely living out the saying, you learn something new every day, and they mean it. Skillshare is sponsoring this episode and they're giving us a one month free trial on Skillshare.com slash evolve. If you're anything like me and you're committed to being a forever student, tapping into your creativity, or you just wanna make a splash of something new to your life by picking up a new hobby, then Skillshare is for you. I've been having fun creating social media lately. Skillshare has a class that will help me tell an engaging story in less than a minute. It's the video for Instagram with Halise Narvaez, and it's one that I need to sign up for. Explore your creativity on Skillshare.com evolve and get a one month free trial. There are so many things that you could probably be doing, even with like outreach programs in Atlanta that are helping women who have been, um, you know, maybe they're rediscovering their purpose, rediscovering their life after experiencing trauma or abuse. And even volunteering there randomly uh, may do a lot to fuel your passion and to give you the immediate knowledge that even though you are not healed, it doesn't mean that you can't serve. Because I honestly feel like healing is a journey. That's why I asked you, when did you think that you would be healed? Because I'm still triggered. Like I still have spontaneous age regression. That's what 
this book that I read calls it where I go back to being myself at a certain age where I'm defensive and I'm angry. And the only difference now is that the adult version of me can tell that broken side of me, like you're okay, you're safe, release those emotions. And so I think healing is a dance, not a destination. And I just want you to find comfort in the fact that it's a process, but you can be used for good, even though you're in process. I agree. Okay, we're going to answer an an advice question. Are you ready? It says, hello, how do you know when to leave a marriage or relationship after infidelity? I married and remarried my husband. The first time we were married for six years and I left because of infidelity. We remarried in 2018. I thought he had changed, but behavior is the same. That's the whole question. <laughs> well, I'm be all the way real. Relationship advice for me is probably not to be <laughs> You got to know your strengths. Uh, I'm, no, I'm gonna be real. I'm actually um, in a different. I'm in a different relationship right now. I'm in a very good. I've, I used to be the toxic girl. So okay. don't I, you know? I, I wouldn't even know how to really, I, I don't know how to answer that question yet. I'm still working myself. I have a good man that I, you know, I'm trying to become a wife right now. You but better. the Alexis a few, a few years ago, a few months ago, toxic. Well, okay. She's giving Eve vibes. No better, but don't do better. And we love Eve around here. So I just, I want you to give it a shot though. I want you to try and answer. Like, what is your initial immediate thought on what this woman should do? Okay. Can you can you uh, repeat it for me one time? Sure. She Sorry. wants to know when to leave a marriage slash relationship after infidelity. I married and remarried my husband. The first time we were married for six years and I left because of infidelity. We married in 2018. I thought he had changed, but behavior is the same. Um. Okay. So if she if she left and then remarried him and he's still acting the same, then I would leave. Yeah. Because that's not the man for her. Yeah. Yeah, I would leave. And so, I think I think that that's great advice. <laughs> I think that... I, really, I mean, I, if she gave it another shot for her marriage and she tried it again and a man is still showing the same actions, he's not the man for you. A man knows what he wants to do. I know a man knows where he wants to be and a man knows how to treat a woman. So at the end of the day, it's, he wants to treat her that way. And I'll tell you, and I'm going to just take it a step further. I think that she should leave with the intent of discovering why she went back. And I think a lot of times when we're in relationships where we experience infidelity, there is a part of us that is cheating on ourselves to be in their relationship first. So the fact that the person cheated is one thing, but we probably cheated on our standards, on our integrity, on our morals and our values in order to be in that relationship in the first place, which is why it is so painful when that person cheats on us, because it's like I already betrayed myself to stay in this relationship. The least you can do is honor my betrayal, not realizing that health Healthy relationships do not require you betray yourself in order to show up in that relationship. And so I would leave with the intent of figuring out what is it about this relationship that continues to make me drawn to it? What is it about this person that is feeding something inside of me? And I think that doing that level of work is really important for us in in any relationship we have. 
Yeah, I definitely think she um, should figure out what her weakness is with him and what, you know, where she's weak at and why she, where she's vulnerable at to him and why she went back, like you said. Yeah. And once she could, you know, define that, then she'll be able to be able to move on. There's nothing like being vulnerable to a certain type of person in a relationship. But when you figure out why you're vulnerable to that person and you decide like I never like I think my turning point for me in my most toxic relationship was me saying I don't like who I am when I'm in that relationship. Like it don't even have anything to do with you anymore. Like I don't want you to be faithful. I don't want you to be the man in my dreams. Like I am tired of who I am when I'm in this relationship. That's how, like I said, like my past uh, relationships, like what I meant by toxic, I was always a person that ran. I was always a person that just, once I just did it my way with something where I felt like it was something, I just left, I left, I left, I left. I never stood it out. I never communicated. I never tried to make it work. I just like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So wife vibes. What, how, what, when you say you're working on becoming a wife, let's get into this. Okay. Um, I'm not going to ask you about your man. I'm not going to get in your business, but like, are you like making biscuits? Like what is, what is like wife Alexis guy? Like, what are we doing in order to do this wife stuff? (laughs) Well, we just got our first home together. Um, and, uh, we're here now actually currently we just moved in like maybe a month ago, but I have a routine. I mean, I'm very, I've always been domestic um, type of person because of how my mom did raise me. Like when she was at work, I was the one that cooked and cleaned. I have all mm. brothers. So I was always taking care of my brother. So I genuinely just know how to naturally take care of a man. But like I said, some of those years I didn't really do that. So now I'm in a space where I'm doing laundry. I'm getting she up. I make breakfast, it. cook dinner. I go into the gym. We have a little gym dates. And um, yeah, so I'm just molding myself. I don't really go out to the club party. Um, there's no nothing in the clubs for me no more. It's just like, you know, I'm pretty much at home watching Netflix, waking up, taking care of my daughter and my routine, working on business stuff and just preparing myself in that direction. You look really happy. Thank you. How long has it been since you've been this happy? Like, is this the happiest you've ever been? In a while, yes. Hmm. I want to speak for a moment about the women who have shaped you and molded you, whether you're close to them or not. So, like, who are the top three influential women who have helped you in your life? Um, Like family members or just anybody? Anybody. Well, you're one of them. Oh, (laughs) you don't have to say that. (laughs) You're one of them and you might not believe me, but I post your... Messages on my, I, I literally watched, I've literally watched all your messages wow. um, and um, for sure your messages helped me and it's touched me and it actually made me stop and rethink about a lot of things. Uh, one of my favorite ones is how to prepare for your next. That's oh. my favorite. <laughs> yes. So um, you're one of the persons that my mom, um, she definitely is a very strong, hard working woman and my grandmother. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So what is a generational blessing that you have from your grandmother and mother that you're passing down to your daughter? Um, I think how we care for our our kids, Uh, my mother and my grandmother, they've cared for, like I said, I came from an amazing, I'm Caribbean, my family is Jamaican. Ah. I came from a Jamaican household, so they they were very strict, Mm -hmm. very, you know, especially being the only girl, but they just how to nurture us, care for us, love on us. And it's the same thing with my daughter. I'm blessed to even have that. 
So. And it sounds like even though you went through all of the things that you went through, that your mother and grandmother may, were a safe space for you. Can you talk a little bit about like that journey and like navigating tough seasons with your parents, even though you're an adult? Yeah. So they, my, no matter what I've done, my, I know I could, you know, go back home and call on my mom and my grandma. They never gave up on me, even mm. to this day. We are, me and my mom argue like sisters. <laughs> my grandma raised me more. Um, it was more like a mother figure to my grandma. Mm. My mom and me bump heads a lot, but I love her dearly. But I love the fact that I'm always, it doesn't matter what I do. I probably could wake up and do the worst thing in the world. My mom still opens those doors for me. And as her child, she still just gives me the best advice. And I don't think she, she's never once judged me. I could say that. Wow. And your grandmother, she, she, she. Oh, my grandma on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, my grandma called me and she be like, Damn. my grandma has a Jamaican accent. So she'll call me and she starts cursing in Jamaican. But it's all out of, without my grandma down my back, it's all out of love. My grandma actually helps me raise my daughter. Mm. Uh, my daughter has special needs. So um, my grandma, she actually lives in New York and I just moved to Atlanta. So I'm letting her finish school. But I stayed in New York for two years and my grandma has helped me raise her. Um, and I don't know what it is. My grandma just has this power in her and she's helped my my daughter's drive so much. And she's anointed her and just, she prays over her every day, runs her down with mm-hmm. oil and she just keeps her in church and Sundays. My daughter prays. It's crazy. She like literally prays every night before bed. She starts singing Jesus loves me every day. Wow. She is literally anointed and she's literally a miracle. Okay, so all right, I'm I'm almost about to let you go. <laughs> but maybe somebody's listening and their daughter is like on a path or granddaughter's on a path and they're like, I just want to rescue her. I just wish she would listen to me and they're like about to give up on her. Uh, you have this incredible testimony. Like, can you tell them how do I continue? How does someone continue to show up for a daughter whose lifestyle they may not agree with, but they don't want to lose her altogether? Like, how how can they become a safe space so that when she does want to change and transform, she comes to them first? I think giving up on your child is the wrong way, wrong way to go. Um, because parents, the number one thing, especially with teenage young girls communicating with your child, there's a lot of young girls that don't know if they're gay or if they're straight. You don't know what they're suffering. You don't know what type of depression that they're dealing with. So speaking to them and every day asking them, are you okay? Is there anything you want to talk to me about? Even if you don't like it, still accept it. That's my biggest advice. Mm-hmm. You might not like the fact that your daughter likes girls, but at the same time, don't bash them for it. Don't make them feel like, you, you know, they already have to deal with the outside society. Don't make them feel like they can't come home and feel comfortable at home in their safe haven. So always speak to your kids, always love on your daughters, always love on your sons and embrace them and just pray over them. And that's my best, my best advice to pray over them. If you don't like it, ask God to remove it. Ask God to show them a different way, show them a different light, show them something else other than what they're doing. And I know my mom prays over me every day. I know she might not agree with everything I do and everything I say. Like I said, we argue like sisters, but I know she doesn't give up on me no matter how. She might, you know, hold her little grudge for like two weeks and might not speak to me, but <laughs> we'll be back speaking. Oh, I love it, Alexis. Thank you so much. Thank you for this time together. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was a great, great opportunity. And I appreciate you for even having me here. This is really like one of my dreams. Oh, so. the world is not going to have any choice but to take you seriously. So keep showing up in your truth and in your vulnerability. And I can't wait until you get the feedback from Woman Evolve about how this podcast has helped them. You're a blessing already. and You don't even know Thank it. Thank you so much. Okay. I appreciate you. Take care. Thank you. I'm waiting for another video. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Bye. Shout out to Alexis Sky for letting the delegation see a side of her that the world has yet to see, but will soon become well aware of. She's no different from the friend you have that's evolving, that friend that is you, you know who you are. (laughs) The one you should nominate also to be my next co-host. Send me an email with a one to two minute video to podcast at womanevolve.com and let us know what makes your homegirl or yourself a great co-host and what can the delegation learn from you. Not interested in being a co-host? Don't even worry about it. You can still send us your advice question. Use the same email so we can mind your business for you. See you next week.